Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner should be back in studio next week. I'm excited about today's show. Our special guest, he was a left-hander in the major leagues for 12 years, played with a number of teams, and uh, spent a little time at least playing against our Milwaukee Brewers. He is Lee Guterman. Lee, uh, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time today. How you been? I've been great, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I want to thank uh, a mutual friend of ours, Tom Roy, uh, for putting us together. Tom has really helped our show quite a bit. And uh, Tom's a good guy, not just because he's a Wisconsin guy, not just because he's a cheesehead. He's got some pretty good qualities, in fact, Lee, and he's a pretty good friend of yours as well. Yeah, we, we've been friends for, oh my goodness, uh, well, since 1986, and uh, the main friends uh, all through that time have connected on different things, different ministry opportunities over the years, and I'm with him now over here in War- over here in Warsaw. Yeah, I saw I saw the video you guys did together. You know, he opened that uh, that podcast saying that you you would never be. Uh, um, in the Hall of Fame, I didn't think that was very. No, I, you guys laughed. You were like, "No, you're right. I, I will not be in the Hall of Fame." Hey, I've got to plug his book. I, I read his book uh, a while back, and and it's just hit the stands now. It's called Ellison Bay. And if you're a Wisconsin guy who spent any time in Door County, Ellison Bay is a really good book. Go to Amazon.com and pick that book up. And and trust me, once you pick it up, it's hard to put down. It's a really well-written book in a series, uh, the Chadwick uh, Bay series, and uh, you'll 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 feel like you're in Door County, and uh, it's it's a wonderful book. Again, the name of it is Ellison Bay. And Tom Roy, born and raised in Grafton, Wisconsin, still a big Packer fan, big Bucks fan, uh, though he lives in in Indiana. Um, hey Lee, let's talk a little bit about where you grew up, and and uh, talk a little bit about you know you you from the time that you you know played college baseball or high school baseball in in the area where you grew up, going to Liberty University and then playing in the major leagues. But let's start with the early years uh, where you grew up. Well, I was uh, basically raised in Southern California. I started out in Tennessee, and then with a brief stop in Muncie, Indiana. Um, I, we went on to California, where I spent most of my grown-up days playing playing baseball and uh, attending uh, small, well, not so small anymore, but Oceanside uh, High School, and made a, I made all county 
all-star team on that on that team. But um, it's sunny Southern California, and uh, you know, 29% humidity and uh, sun every day. It was just uh, I thought, well, that's just the way life should be everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, even in the winter, it was it was you know. If you have 65 degrees, you had to put a little jacket on because normally it's in the 80s and and stays about there. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was nice growing up out in Southern California. You know, when it, it, it in the fall here or the spring, I should say, if it gets to 35 here in Wisconsin, guys are playing golf. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're a little tougher up north here than than, uh, than you boys down out in the West Coast, Lee. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to I'll give you that. I mean, you can have it too. That was that was not something we wanted to play in. Even when I got to the big leagues, I mean, we sometimes we'd open up in Detroit or someplace like that, and we'd go, "You got to be kidding me! They got a schedule better than this when it's 28 degrees and you're sitting down the bullpen shivering." Uh, got to play a major league ball game. Oh, it's no, I, I I don't like that. Yeah, you know Miller Park has been uh, wonderful for this area. No rainouts. It's got a, uh, a, a a roof that opens and closes. And if it's nice out, it's open. If it's not, it closes. But you can buy a ticket knowing you're going to go see a baseball game. It's uh, it's yeah, a wonderful, nice. a, a lot different than County Stadium. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah. Yeah, well, County Stadium did have one one positive that I liked. Being in the bullpen, we could call on the direct line they had out there and order pizza. <laughs> you know, that doesn't surprise me that they didn't take that that line out. It uh, my my uh, memories of baseball growing up. My grandfather, um, and and I was little when he passed away, but he he was an usher in the mezzanines. And so if, if when I was a little kid, if I, I get to the game with my older brothers about the third inning, we'd go up to mezzanines and if there were some seats there that were not taken. He would uh, get us over there and say, sit down, be quiet, would get us a little popcorn or Cracker Jack, and we would watch uh, the Milwaukee Braves back then. Nice. That was nice. Hey, when when you were playing baseball at, at, uh, at Oceanside, did you have – um, an idea that that college baseball and possibly beyond college is something that that uh, that might be in in your future. Well, I I figured college ball was, but um, not having a real good idea. I mean, I could watch it, but uh, not really having a good idea if I was good enough to really excel <laughs> at college. Um, you know, thinking beyond that was still just a uh, you know a boy's dream, which most of us have when we're when we're young like that. You know, that was that was still a dream that part. Hey Lee, doing some research for the show. Um, you grew up in a home. Your your father was a pastor, correct? Yes. Yeah, I th- I think that's that's awesome. There's been a number of guys on Faith in the Zone. Um, that that their dad has been a pastor, and Pastor Ken, when when he's in as my co-host, he'll say, "Look, as a as a pastor's kid, normally you're either in jail or you're in, you know in the pulpit, and sometimes there's not a lot in between." So I'm glad that we have a a pastor's son that um, didn't spend any time in jail, and and he played some major league baseball. Was your your dad a big uh, a fan of of coming out and watching you play and supporting the the game of baseball with you? 
as much as he could. Yes, um, he was. Uh, the reason we went to California uh, was he went joined the Navy as a chaplain, and so uh, he went aboard ship and was gone a lot of my growing up just because he did like four one year tours. Um, so when he when he was around, uh, yeah, he was all about baseball and. And he, in fact, started me teaching with some of the tools that the Dodgers use and what they still use today. So um, he loved it. He got me interested in it and kept me interested in it. And uh, I owe a lot um, of my beginnings to to him, that's for sure. Hey, Lee, when when you were growing up, were you a multi-sport athlete? Did you play other sports or was baseball your only sport? It's interesting. I tried football, but when they had us do 50-yard crabs, I said, I don't like it this much. (laughs) (laughs) That's a difficult exercise to do. Um, So I had it in my uniform and said, no, this isn't going to work for me. And then I tried basketball, and I was tall when I was young, but I was on a team where I only got to play like one or two minutes in a whole season. I'm like, this is not fun. You know, I want to play because it's supposed to be fun. Right. So I ended up just focusing on baseball. And, um, of course, as they say, the rest is history. But um, just learned a lot more about it and enjoyed it a lot more. And I got to play. Um, as, a young, as a youngster, that's, that's the key, you know. I would get them to play because it's fun, you know. Well, if they I, get good at it, then we can work on some skills later. I, I watched a video uh, prepping for the show of, of you uh, teaching a, a young man um, how to throw off the mound. And I, I watched the video. I've, I've been a basketball coach for 36 years. And I, I loved watching that video as you as you talked to this young man through about you know pointing to your target and where your feet should be and and you had such joy when you were when you were teaching and, and coaching and and talking to this young man who looked like he was really enjoying himself and he would throw a strike and have that smile on his face and I thought man this this is awesome this is uh something that Lee obviously likes doing and he's pretty good at yeah you like passing along the knowledge that you have to these young athletes oh I do I have a passion for it um and I still learn I still am out there studying uh what improvements and discoveries have we made to improve our abilities and I love passing it on and when they smile, that makes my heart smile um, because now I've, I've communicated and I've gotten through and they're successful, you know, and they want they want to do well. And so if I can help them um, do well and be successful uh, wherever they're at, or whatever age, um, that gives uh, joy to my heart and my life and it energizes me. Um we're up here in Warsaw doing a, a clinics, a four-day clinics um, with Tom and, and a lot of folks that live in this area with another gentleman named uh, Wade Rowden, and he's the same way, uh, loves to uh, give back and teach uh, the sport as well. He was a big leaguer as well. Yeah, he's uh, he but, has been on, on this show on Faith in the Zone. It's been a while. Uh, but I'd oh, sure, wow. I, in yeah. fact, I, I'm going to reach back out to him in the near, near future and have him 
um, come back on. Before we get to a break, uh, we are talking to Lee Guterman. He is uh, 12 years in the major leagues, played for Seattle Mariners, the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, St. Louis Cardinals. In in the uh, the one of the interviews that I watched on 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 video on YouTube, um, I, I love this. Lee, you said, "Look, it's not like I said, okay, I've, I'm done playing baseball." They basically had to grab my uniform from me, and when I was done, I prayed to the Lord. I said, "Hey, if if you you know if you don't want me to to continue in this and and, and do some things in baseball, take the passion away. And just take the passion away, and I'll move on." and and obviously, he did not do that. Lord kept that you still have passion about this game of baseball. Do you watch? Still watch the game quite a bit, Lee? I do. Um, I watch those guys, and I, I critique, of course, um, having been there and done that. Uh, I critique it, and I'm watching, and I'm learning. Okay, why is he doing it this way? You know, how is that accomplishing his goal? You know, I try to pay as much attention to details. Because um, as a teacher, that's what coaches are. We're teachers. Correct. We need to we need to have a, a a much greater capacity of knowledge than what we're actually imparting to this particular student. Because when they get when they get what you're teaching them at that moment, you're ready to take them to the next level, uh, ready to move on and be better than what they are now. And I get excited when I get kids to that level. So yeah, I'm I am passionate about it. I still learn about it, and I use it also as a platform um, to not just do clinics um, like here in Indiana, but all over the U. And and I've traveled in several different countries um, doing this same thing as a platform uh, for sharing my faith, uh, and that's. That's the purpose that fulfills me um, as I continue to live the rest of my life. We're, we're going to get into that part of your life in the second segment, Lee, and I really appreciate uh, your willingness. In fact, uh, reading an article today uh, about you when you said, uh, my dad's a pastor, so when I was growing up, I heard him preach on the subject of hell and it really scared me. Since I didn't want to go to hell, I said, yes, I'll believe in Jesus Christ. That way I can go to heaven. And you said, as I grew older, I began to have some doubts. Did God really save me from going to hell? When I got to high school, I felt like I needed uh, to confess my belief in public, Christ all over again, but I dared not to go down the church aisle. After all, what would my friends think? We want to talk about that that part of this, because I think it's really importantly, people that listen to this show, not only here in Milwaukee, but around the country, have had those you know, those same thoughts. And we have some high school student-athletes that listen to this show because they continue to tell me that they listen to this show. And I think that they need to hear that part of it, that it's not just them that think, boy, do I, do I make this walk down this aisle? What are my friends going to think? I want them to understand that they're not in this alone. We're going to get back with our special guest. He's Lee Guterman, 12 years, played in Major League Baseball as a, as a left-handed pitcher. And also, near the end of the show, I'm going to ask him, did he really get uh, pitch up to 100 at County Stadium? I don't know about that. I think 100, he, I heard him talking. He he did hit hit the 100 uh, mark at County Stadium. We'll find out if that was a ball or a strike. He's uh, Luke, Lee Guterman, our special guest here. Listen to the Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. 
discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. My special guest, he is Lee Guterman, left-handed pitcher, Major League Baseball. Pitched for a number of teams, New York Mets, the uh, Seattle Mariners, New York Yankees, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Lee, before we did, we ask you for your testimony, was there one of those cities or teams? I know you, you were in New York twice, but one of the teams, um, if you could go back and throw one game for one of the teams that you played for, who would it be? Well, that's tough. Um, playing at the major league level anywhere is special. Uh, I guess it has to be. I guess if I had to pick one, it would be it would be the New York Yankees. Um, there's so much history, so much uh, you know mystery, even um, uh, an aura about the Yankees and. And what they represent, and what you remember about them way back when, and, and even more recent history, which, what what uh, guys like Derek Jeter has done there. You yeah, bet. I think the Yankees would be the, my first choice. Lee, when you played for the Yankees, who were some of the guys? First of all, who was the manager at that time, and who were some of the guys that you were playing with? Oh my goodness, I, I would need uh, an eraser on a race board with about. Uh, with uh, lots of room because it was um, I had six managers in four and a half years with the Yankees. Man. Um, I had I had twenty three roster changes um, <clears throat> by the time I left. Don Mattingly was the only guy there that had more time than I did as a Yankee. Um, it was uh, it was a little bit crazy. I had three different general managers. Um, so the turnover was like a turnstile at, uh, at a subway station. Um, it, just, it just kept moving, and players just kept coming in and out, and in and out, and managers and so forth. So there was no continuity. Um, I had Lou Pinella, Billy Martin, um, Dallas Green, uh, Bucky Dent, Buck Showalter, Stump Merrill, um, were all my managers um, during my stay there, uh, and it was it was a little crazy. Boy, George uh, George Steinbrenner was moving guys in and out. Uh, yeah, um, trying to uh, trying to buy a championship. Yep. Uh, which that that became kind of his uh, what he was known for. You know, he'd go he'd sign all these free agents, and everybody knew that. Nobody knew what he was trying to do, but he, he did it, and it, it worked a couple times, but not on a regular basis. Hey, I, I got to ask you that New York was a special town for you. When 9-11 happened, that had to just be heartbreaking for you. Oh, yeah. Um, it was incredible to watch. I was home. I was uh, obviously done or retired right. and, um, and watching it on TV and and – and all that, and of course, 
um, thoughts, thoughts and prayers immediately went out to everybody in New York. But um, just it was it was amazing. It was you know it was hard to describe how you feel because it just shakes you. And that's a, a town that you spend a lot of time in. Obviously, all over the world, it was, you know, that that feeling. But for somebody who lived there and played for the Yankees and also played for the Mets, uh, just a, a horrible, horrible day, I'm sure. Uh, Lee, can we talk a little bit about your time at Liberty University is where you went to college? And I want to ask you, if we can, this segment, if we can get your testimony. Uh, we'd love to do that here on Faith in the Zone. And and uh, everybody has a different story and it never gets old on, on this show. If we can talk a little bit about your time at Liberty and then kind of dovetail into uh, asking for your testimony, that would be great. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. At Liberty, um, I came in as a freshman. My coach, Al Worthington, a former big league pitcher um, who played with the White Sox and the Twins and the Giants, um, he picked me up at the airport in his '66 Rambler <laughs> and took me to took me to. Uh, um, Thomas Road Baptist Church with Jerry Falwell had started, and of course he started the school as well, and showed me the at what was then the college campus. Well, it was the church. That's where we had class. And then he took me to where we lived, which was in not in not such a good part of town, to where I was going to live in this convalescent home which the first floor was still being used as such <laughs> and we were on the second and third floor a bunch of guys welcome to uh, big time I mean, baseball oh i'm telling you i'm telling you two weeks into that stay there and i'm calling my dad said, dad i don't think this is the place for me <laughs> um you got to get up at three o'clock in the morning if you want a hot shower uh you have to walk a mile for a meal um and this was the setting that I was a freshman at Liberty Baptist College and, and 2,800 miles away from home, uh, where my high school was, uh, you know, much further down the road than this college. Um, but he said, dad, he went, and my dad said, son, I promised I would get you there. And I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's me. now it's up to he you. Left me out there, <laughs> so. Um, awesome. But it was good for me because I had to grow up a little bit. You know, here's an 18 year old kid. Um, Got to grow up and become a man at some point, and that was a good place for me to do it. Wait, I, I think that the years that your father uh, spent as a Navy chaplain, you know, he he had to be a tough guy, and for him to say, "Hey, look, I got you there." Now it's uh, it's up to you if you want to come home to get home. Uh, I see yeah. you when you get here, but uh, that's a good place. Boy, Liberty has really changed over the years, and and we've had a number of guys on from uh, Liberty University, and and they're doing really well there. They really are. Um, to watch where they've come from, to know where they've come from, and seeing the progression where they are now, I'm just blown away at at what's going on at Liberty University. It's great place to go to school really is they've got they've got the facilities that are tops in the nation they're in the their baseball facilities like in the top eight 
of college baseball. Um, it's incredible what, what they've done there. And I felt, and I feel a sense of pride having been, uh, uh, kind of a, a pioneer, uh, for that school, uh, sticking it out the four years that I was played there, uh, and representing them afterwards. And, um, it's just, it's just really neat to see that, that what they're doing. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, I've reached out a couple of times. We had one of their football coaches on a few weeks ago and, and uh, trying to get Turner Gill, their, their head football coach, to come on early August. So I'm told that he might be available. And, and uh, anybody who's a college football fan remembers Turner Gill, and he's done a great job with the football program at Liberty. Hey, um, Lee, again, doing some research for the show, uh, I heard you talk about, um, you know, almost like fire insurance, where you said, look, I, I accepted Jesus Christ, but it was my fire insurance. And as I then accepted him um, and, and, and started this personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, it changed a little bit. But you had talked about, you know, accepting him as, as fire insurance at an early age. And then as you got older, um, you matured in, in your walk and your faith with him, correct? Yes. Um, when I was five years old, my dad was a pastor. Um, he studied at Tennessee Temple, then we moved to Muncie, Indiana, where I told you brief, we stopped for a brief two or three years. And um, when I was five years old um, there, he preached one day on hell, and it kind of hit me. Um, you know, I don't want to go to hell. Uh, so, um, and the way my dad preached, He's six three, two hundred and you know twenty pounds, two hundred and thirty pounds, and the pulpit that he used, he made himself so he could do what he wanted to. So he was pounding <laughs> that thing. So here's this big giant man to a five year old kid pounding on on the pulpit, saying, "Hey, you need Christ, and so you don't go to hell." I said, "You're right." So I walked <laughs> forward and uh, I said, "I don't want to go to hell. I want I want Jesus, and so I don't have to go to hell." So. But I didn't fully understand the concept, obviously, as a five-year-old. Um, and so all through my growing-up years, when I was in, and in, in more specifically middle school, high school, I would have this battle in my brain uh, and my heart going, uh, well, you need to go forward. You know, I'm, I'm in church every Sunday, you know, because my dad's a pastor. And, sure. And that's what we do. So, um uh, every every week it was like uh, you need to go forward, you know, at the invitation when they give the invitation. And I said I already did that when I was five, and then that battle went on back and forth um, for years. And then at, when I went to Liberty, and that was a God thing too, because uh, here I am six eight, six seven, six eight in high school senior throwing, you know, eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety miles an hour, left hander. I get one academic scholarship offer, and I get a full ride from Liberty. Now, if you think about those, the, that stature and that ability to throw a left-handed pitcher throwing that hard, you think a lot of schools would be going after him, right? A lot of schools, yes. Yeah, I had Linfield College in Oregon offering me an academic scholarship, and then. Uh, Liberty offering me a full scholarship. 
And with with my dad being a Navy chaplain, he said, you're going to Liberty. You bet. <laughs> yeah, that's where my son would have been going if they offered that to him as well. That's right. So the, the Lord works in your life even when you're not fully on board. And I wasn't because of this battle going on. And, and it was my sophomore year at Liberty that I heard a testimony that just spoke to me and just told me, you know, you you got this fire insurance thing. You think it's good enough, but well, that ain't it. Um, because in Romans 10, it talks about making Jesus Lord of your life. And when you, um, when you speak that, when you confess that Jesus is Lord, of your life and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then thou shalt be saved. And that's in verses uh, 9 and 10. Uh, and and so she gave her testimony. It was like she was speaking to me, just me. You know, like we were one-on-one. That's what, I, that's what it felt like. And that night, I made sure of my relationship with Jesus Christ and said, hey, I need you to be Lord of my life and take over. And that night made a, that that made such a huge difference because knowing the scriptures, having learned them, they really came to life to me from that night on. Um, they really came alive when I would open up the scriptures. It was it was different. It was totally different. And that battle in my mind and heart was gone, has been gone ever since. It's well, been settled, and I, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt whose I am and where I'm going. He is Lee Guterman, former Major League pitcher. And, and again, reading the the article that I read, this was my favorite part of this. And, and, and after that day, your sophomore year, you said this, ever since that day, my life has been different. Christ has given me peace. Before that, I had no peace. It was like being in a dark tunnel with no exit, no light. And, and then all of a sudden, I realized I had light to guide me in Jesus Christ. And he could lead me through any situation, including baseball. Christ has given me a new desire today as a Christian. I try to do the best I can. If I face a hitter with bases loaded, I'm going to give 100%. Then regardless of the outcome, I can walk off the mound, feel satisfied that I've given my best, and and I really like that. I love the dark tunnel with no exit line. And and uh, Leah, this has been so fun for me to read this article because I've read it twice and just really well written. And and thank you for that. The name of the article uh, was "Have You Ever Made the Right Choice for the Wrong Reason?" And uh, we'll continue with Lee Guterman on the other side of the break. Got a few more questions for him about his days in uh, in Major League Baseball. And uh, we'll do that again on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. 
I am Mike McGivern flying solo this week. My special guest, Lee Guterman, 12 years in Major League Baseball as a left-handed pitcher. And and Lee, I just want to kind of go back real quick and then and then move on. But the the quote that I read from the article that you wrote, where you talk about, um, do I dare go down the aisle, even though I'm feeling like I should? Um, as a, a freshman or sophomore in high school, after all, what would my friends think? And I think that's a battle that you know that we face a lot as as Christian men to talk to these you know young people and say, look, at at that moment when when you're feeling like you're feeling led to walk down the aisle, you need to make that walk and and not worry about what your friends are thinking or what your you know your family members are thinking. If if that's something that you're feeling led to do, it's okay. You know, a lot of us have done it and, 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 you know, come down the aisle and, and accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And, and, uh, it, it, it doesn't get any better than that day. I'll tell you, you, you start walking worthy at that point and, and now other people see that, that you're willing to do that. They might be feeling the same way, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, and what we believe is really not true because it's the enemy telling us lies um, to try to keep us from that, um, from making that all-important decision. And not to say that the enemy quits. They don't. He doesn't. He doesn't quit uh, attacking us, but beforehand trying to hang on to us, yeah. Uh, He tells us all kinds of stuff, makes up all kinds of lies to to keep us from making that decision when in fact the opposite is is true is they will celebrate with you um getting getting that settled um and knowing without you know a doubt um that you have taken care of that um i just wish you know i guess we all once we've done it we all think back oh i wish i would have done this earlier right yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yes. What you were saying earlier. Yes, sir. I do. I envy yeah. you guys that figure this out at a much earlier age than I did. No, I, I would encourage. I encourage anybody. Don't wait another moment. If you're being drawn and you know it, and you know you know it, um, there's no there's no point in waiting, even though he is long suffering and willing to wait. Um, we don't, we're not promised tomorrow. Um, we may just have the rest of the day and maybe not even that because death is no respecter of persons or time. Yeah, that's, that is fact. We're talking to Lee Guterman again, major league baseball player, uh, 12 years in, in, in major leagues. Leon faith in the zone. We've had on a number of guys that have played, um, professional sports and, and, Baseball to me is 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 the one that always sticks out the most when I talk about guys that have come on faith in the zone and they talk about their days in the minor leagues and then what it was like to play in the major leagues. And I like asking this question, was it easier for you to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room? Um, you know, it's probably easier outside. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, ta- I asked Don Beebe, who played for the Packers, that, and he said, you know, inside the locker room, I had a lot of guys holding me accountable, guys like Reggie White and number of Christian men that we had on the Packer team. 
when I was outside of the locker room, I, you know, it was me. And it, it was easier for me when I was inside the locker room to really stay focused and walk worthy um, in the offseason. He said, though, I, you know, I was a strong Christian. It just was easier when I was inside the locker room. And I like asking that question because in baseball, you're, you know, a lot like you had talked about the Yankees, a lot of moves, a lot of players come, coming in and out. And as a Christian man, did you find a, a, a comfortable area in the locker room um, that that people knew exactly who Lee Guterman was. Uh, I said, um, well, my my perspective was outside the locker room because um, I surrounded myself with a lot of Christian people outside the locker room. Inside the locker room, like in the Yankee locker room at the time when I first went there, um, I think there was one other guy who was a Christian. On the whole, and the whole staff, and wow. in, in, in the whole team, when I first got there, and so it was actually more difficult in the locker room for me because of just the environment um, was completely different. Um, so that's why it was harder there. Sure, I had to be more on my on my game, so to speak, um, in the locker room. Um, more on guard and and just more aware of the battle that's going on right there. So for me, that was my you know, perspective I had. Because outside, I was like, okay, I'm going to get back around people right. that yep. are like-minded and and the same spirit and things. Just for just for all of that you mentioned, accountability and fellowship and all that. Boys, professional sports, a lot of temptation. Um, surrounding professional athletes, uh, not only in, in minor league baseball, but certainly in football and baseball and all the sports with the kind of money they're making now. Um, Lee, I, you know, I commend these guys that uh, that we have talked to on Faith in the Zone that that are, you know, even guys that are still playing who have said, look, you know, it is a day, it, it is a battle every single day just to make sure that I stay in the scripture, that I surround myself with, like you said, like-minded people. And that's what the, what really helps me, you know, through any of the temptation that's out there. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and nobody's immune. Uh, it happens to everybody, but what you do when it does happen is what, how you respond and um, really says who you are. Um, and I, I recall one time in, in Boston, um, the uh, after a game one night back at the hotel, you saw all these girls standing around. Well, one of them walked up to me. I mean, I mean, got in my, my space. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Um, got right in my space, and I, I, I just, and it kind of, you know, took me back. I was like shocked, and I, and then it, and then in about five seconds, I realized what she's doing, and I I took off. I ran. <laughs> <laughs> it scared me, um, and so I ran. I and I and I just took off and went to my room and locked the door. And I said, "Oh, we ain't going there." Not so, going to happen. Hey, Lee, no. we had uh, Tony Dungy on a while back, and, and, and Tony, the books he has written and, and the times that I've heard him speak, 
he really talks about the platform that the Lord has has given us. And I know that you've gone on missions trips and 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 like right now you're um, you know at a camp and 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 a lot of what you do is utilizing the platform the Lord has given you. Is that something you've always been comfortable with? Well, no, because it's something uh, that you uh, realize. Once you once you see the attention that uh, you're being given, uh, you begin to realize, oh, okay, you know, it's just kind of for me. It kind of began to dawn on me after a while, um, but after doing it a few times, you start to get more comfortable with doing it. But early on, I'm like, okay, I am not a professional speaker. Uh, I don't get up there and. In fact, in college one time, I felt like maybe the Lord, you know, there's a, they're always telling you, hey, what's your calling? Uh, are you called to preach? And so they keep saying this all over and over and over. And so you finally start asking yourself the question, but you want me to go preach? I said, no, 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 that's, no, that's not me. Uh, I'm too tall. You know, I give all kind of excuses, <laughs> right? <laughs> to not be up there public speaking, right? So after... <clears throat> After a while of uh, doing it, because we would do stuff after games, um, uh, people would come over in the stands and we would we would talk to them and such. After a while, you start getting more comfortable. It's like learning of uh, the skills of the game. Yep, you're not very good at it at first. Um, after a time, you get better and you begin to polish and you start getting more comfortable. And it's the same with with sharing our faith from the platform of baseball. So I try to stay up on uh, researching baseball so that it fulfills a couple things. One, knowledge of what I'm teaching and the passion that I have for the game. And then the other is to be a credible source so when I do have opportunity to share my faith, I'm not not somebody who doesn't know what he's talking about. Man, that's awesome. So they're studying my faith as well smart hey we got to get you like now it's no big deal you know yeah i I agree i agree we got to get to a quick break we'll wrap this up on the other side of the break i'm gonna ask lee one of his uh when he when he closes his eyes what's what's the one of the best moments that he remembers about playing major league baseball and maybe on the other end he gave up, uh, gave up a home run or something that he'd like to forget. We will talk to him about that again on the other side of the break. He's Lee Guterman, and this is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Our guest the whole hour, he's been a really good one, Lee Guterman. He had former Major League Baseball players, a left-handed pitcher, 12 years in the Major Leagues. And again, I want to thank Tom Roy. Grafton, uh, born Tom Roy, Wisconsin boy. 
Um, if you get a chance, uh, go to Amazon.com. Ellison Bay is his latest book that's uh, that's out. Had a chance to read it. It's a great book. Uh, it's all about uh, Door County, Wisconsin, and the guy, you know, searching while he's in Door County. And I, if you've been up to Door County, you'll really enjoy the book. We've just got a short segment, and and I wanted to talk to to uh, again our special guest Lee Guterman about uh, what Pastor Ken likes to ask guys. You know, your favorite uh, memory of of uh, Major League Baseball? Maybe it was a game. Maybe you got a hit. Um, stuff like that. Then go on the opposite side if there's something you could forget. So, Lee, let's start with the good stuff. You know, t- tell me uh, one of the one of your better memories of of a game that you played in in Major League Baseball. Well, when you play when you played a long time, there becomes quite a list, uh, uh, both good and bad. Um, that you want things you want to forget and things that you really like to remember. I guess my my would be my first my very first start uh when I was with Seattle. Um it was part way through the eighty six season and uh I got a start in Texas against Charlie Huff and I was throwing to a veteran catcher named Steve Yeager. Oh sure. Um uh, they're great. They, I, you know, they, I don't know how great he was. I mean, he was a really good catcher, but um, he played a long time. And in that game against Charlie Huff, I pitched a, uh, I pitched eight innings, uh, and I gave up three runs. And unfortunately, I lost to Charlie Huff because he only gave up two. Um, but that was probably my most fondest memory. Um, and it kind of it kind of solidified in in myself, you know. Can you play that question? Can you play at the next level? And having pitched that game, I felt, yeah, I can play here. And it helped me. It helped me a lot because that was a rough year for me. Um, but throwing to Steve Yeager was such a pleasure. Um, he knew how to work with what stuff I had. And that's a rare, that's a rare thing uh, when you can get a catcher to work with what you have uh, and knowing what the batters are trying to do. And he choreographed that whole thing, and it was, it went well. And I was, that's probably one of my fondest memories. Now on the other side, what's my worst? Yes. Well, uh, it it probably happened about eight days later when Texas came to Seattle. And I started against them again. And I got the first guy out, and I didn't get another batter out until six runs were scored, and I was out of the game. (laughs) Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah. So it was, it was, uh, you could really say it was night and day for me in those two outings. And it was Um, your two two first starts, right? Start number one, eight days later, start number two. Well, yeah. Charlie must have had that knuckleball uh, dancing a little bit that first game. He really did. He really did. We had we struggled that game. We really did. But the other the other one was all was, was, I don't know what happened. I, it was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, That's they so got bad. six on you. And hey, I can't. Leith, uh, thank you so much. Real quick, we just got uh, about a minute left. You're you're. Uh, the times you came up to Milwaukee, did the people treat you well? You enjoy your stays here in Milwaukee? Oh, absolutely. Um, I really enjoy the German food there. 
It's amazing. Yes, it is. And it's uh, it's a nice town to play in. It comes to visit. Um, I can see how it'd be a good town to play for. Um, and I really did enjoy my time there as well. I, I'm not sure you're tough enough to handle the February winters, though, Lee. I got to be oh, honest with you. Yeah, Boy yeah, from Oceanside High either. School, California. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Please say hi to Tom Roy for me. And, again, you can go to Amazon.com. Ellison Bay is ready. Uh, it's second or third book that Tom, I believe, has written, the Chadwick Bay series. Uh, Lee Gooderman, thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.